Hello and welcome to Bit Party, a show where we take minor details from popular movies and use them to create ideas for new movies that we then sell to Hollywood for four million dollars. In this week's movie, Johnny Depp shows us that you can be the world's best dad or the world's best drug smuggler, but you can't be both. This is Blow. Listening to the Bit Party. My name is Brendan Cotta. My name is Jared Cotta, and my name is Arthur Alexander. Ah! Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. You're not. You're not Marshall or Landis. No, I'm the new Cotta. Yeah, I, I've been adopted quite publicly on Instagram. But. <laughs> so you're you're actually you're you're breaking ahead of uh, of, of of the introductions here. Uh, you're a, you're a guest on this show, but you're also one of our newest Cotta brothers. Shalom. Yeah. And and how how did we meet you? Um, we met during Run Club. Okay. I am an honorary pacer. It's in South Beach Run Club. Yeah, so met so- Jared through Run Club and Brennan along with that, and we have shared many Shabbats together. Am I saying that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've shared many Shabbats together, and now we're here. So. And and what was it like auditioning for for the Cotter Brothers? It's been a great journey. Yeah, it's been really. I think it's been easy for you. Honestly, you fit right in. And um, only thing I missed out on was my bar mitzvah. But I feel like we've done weekends enough where. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm bar mitzvahed out at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the circumcision wasn't required. But <laughs> <a> nice <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you. We were glad. We were happy to be there for your bris. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Ask you to do we, that. You didn't have to do it. Anyway. You didn't have to invite us. Any, but anything to shed some pounds here. <laughs> it's important in Miami. Mm, very important. Um, so, Arthur, this is your favorite movie. Do you want to tell the audience what we watched this week? Well, one of my favorite movies, yes, is Blow. Okay. Um, starring Johnny Depp. There's some other Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz. But most importantly, it's Johnny Depp. No, Paul Rubin. Pee Wee Herman. Paul Pee Wee Herman definitely has his namesake in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew that I was going to love this movie as soon as Pee Wee Herman showed up. Yeah. If you've seen the movie, Derek Farrell, aka Pee Wee Herman, it's definitely a great, great storyline in this movie. Awesome. You're, you're brand new to podcasting. What did you think this experience was going to be like? Honestly, I thought we were just going to be shooting the shit. And talking a bit, you know. That's excuse, about, excuse the language. I'm not sure how. No, yeah, you no, can, yeah. We have an E it. rating, so e it's rating? explicit. Yeah, it's we're explicit? allowed to. We're oh, allowed to swear. Okay. I know we can talk about circumcisions, but I wasn't sure <laughs> if shit was included in that. But uh, yeah, definitely just talking about movies. Honestly, okay. I love yeah. overanalyzing anything possible. Perfect. I'm playing devil's cool. advocate, and you're in the right place. Seems like a. I mean, you listen to podcasts. Yeah, I do. And your favorite podcast is the Bit Joe, Party. No, the, clearly the Bit Party because of my family. But um, other than that, Joe Budden podcast and any podcast that will explain theories on Game of Thrones. Nice, nice. Well, we're gonna have to cut that out because neither, neither of those are gonna want us to be endorsing them. Because <laughs> Joe Budden podcast definitely wants me to endorse them. Shouts out to Mom. <laughs> uh, before we get into the plot of the movie. What we like to do is talk about some of the things that we've been watching besides 
the that movie because I know that you've been watching Glow over and over again to prepare for this moment every night. Good. Yeah. But when you finish Blow for the fifteenth time, Same. you start watching what? Saying you finish Blow. <laughs> you never finish never, Blow. You just never buy finish more. Blow. Yeah. But um, as I stated, I love Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Power's on right now. Fifty Cent, Curtis Jackson. I love American Gods on. Oh, okay. Sure. American Gods. Start Showtime. 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 An unnamed source has currently got me watching nothing but. ID Discovery, Murder Mysteries. Okay. Somebody came to my house and left it on, so I currently... <laughs> is that your cousin? Yeah, yeah. my unnamed source. My unnamed cousin. source. He's actually, he's here. This is our first, besides being one of our first guest shows, this is our first live show. We want to introduce yourself real quick? Hi, my name is Julian. Hi, Julian. <laughs> Julian, thanks for, thanks for hanging out with us while we, uh, while we do this uh, podcast. Uh, and I hope that you find it funny. It's okay to laugh. I, it might help us, <laughs> actually. You probably <laughs> won't. <I'm laughs> but, yeah, you might not laugh, but if you do, all the better. Julian is definitely a good source. We've known each other since yay big. <laughs> they can't you know, see you, Arthur. This, this is yay, audio yay, only. Yay big. Um, that was a double entendre on the yay and blow. We're going to keep that going. But, um, yeah, we've okay, been together cool. since the playpen. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Brendan, what have you been watching? I've been watching. There's a there's a YouTube show that's hosted by two of the McElroy brothers who are their podcasting personalities that make some of the best shows that I listen to. They do a YouTube show called Monster Factory where they just mess with character creations on video games for I don't know 45 minutes. I think I can honestly say as a as a comedy professional now, it might be, it's like the funniest thing that I watch. There isn't a lot that makes me like open mouth, sides hurting laugh. Uh-huh. Outside of this show, so I can't recommend that highly enough. The McElroys are, are excellent uh, podcasters and YouTube stars. So I've been watching a really shitty show called Glitch. It's on Netflix. It's an Australian show about a group of people in a small town that come back to life after they have been dead for different number of years. Like a live pet cemetery type of thing. It, it is sort of like a pet cemetery of Dawn of the Dead, except they come back with their old personalities. They're not evil or zombies. They're just back alive. Oh. And some of them are a hundred years old. Others have died only two years ago. And there's a bunch of uh, drama. And it's a it's not a great show. It's like a, it's like a terrible soap opera. I really should be watching Westworld. Uh, I haven't finished the most recent season of Westworld, and I can't believe that I've been watching this crappy Australian show <laughs> instead of Westworld. How I just realized I, that. How did I forget about Westworld? Westworld is awesome. I love the Westworld. It's one of the most perfect shows on right now. Ever. Oh, yeah. It's well, great. I love Hannibal and anything. i never seen Hannibal. Anthony Hopkins. Oh, Anthony yeah. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, no, I've seen the movies. I've never yeah. watched the show. Well, he's good. Is he good? Yeah, he's really show? good. That's a really good one. Fin- ne- both of you never finished Westworld? I didn't finish this most recent season. It's but really... The only thing I don't like about Westworld, really complicated, is the timeline. I never oh, yeah. know. Okay. It's I, have watch, I, I have to watch it. I have to watch it. Do not watch it on Blow. <clears throat> <laughs> let's, let's just say it's that. great. Great advice. All right. Um, there you go. My weekend how's, plans. That was for you, Mom. <laughs> Your new son here. Great advice. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fly through this... Plot summary. Let's learn some criminal shit, too. What about half the time I teach you about this George Washington character? The other half, I'll teach you how to smuggle drugs. Blow is a biopic about a 
very famous cocaine smuggler named, named George Young. George Young. George Young. And it takes us through the life of George as he moves from marijuana dealer in Los Angeles to big-time cocaine dealer participating with drug lords in Mexico, drug lords in Colombia, uh, including the ultimate drug lord of them all. Pablo Escobar. Yeah. Where did you get this stuff? Colombia. George is somebody who's run into literally every major player in 1980s drug and as, fan fiction. As he says, if you did cocaine in the early 70s, late 80s, probably got it from George. That was the time. It was the time. He was selling to everybody. Disco shit, man. Oh, do you mind if I do a line? Yeah, go ahead. Fuck it, let's all do one. And uh, he, he encounters a number of other characters along the way. Uh, his good friend, as we've already mentioned, Pee Wee Herman. Yes. Um, Derek Farrell. There we go, Derek Farrell. Enchanté George. Barbie is yummy. He looks just like a Ken doll. Played by Paul Rubens. He also has a uh, buddy who ends up uh, selling him out, Diego Delgado. Well, maybe you're right. <laughs> Maybe I did betray you a little bit. <laughs> uh, it, it seems like every time, and actually this was a point that was made in trivia about the movie, every time he thinks shit is going great, that's when everything goes horrible. Goes horrible. Mm -hmm. it, it, they actually made a point in writing the film that when he says that is right before the cops or somebody comes in. Yeah. Unfortunately for you, the line you crossed was real, and the plants you brought with you were illegal, so your bail is $20,000. So multiple times he ends up in jail or being caught up with the FBI or the DEA, and much to the disappointment of his father, played by the great Ray Liotta. God damn, was Good he fellas. handsome in this movie. Good fellas, man. Can we all, <laughs> yeah, can we all admit that, that Ray Liotta looks great in this film? I mean, what a, what a guy. What a guy. Even as an old man, Ray Liotta did oh, an yeah. amazing thing. Uh, we're also introduced to, to George's wife, played by Penelope Cruz. I would always be a gringo to the cocktail. Martha could change all that with two choice words. How are we going to live? <laughs> <laughs> Can we, the other thing that I noticed is like, that's the price you pay for marrying a Latina. You, is got, you might go to jail. Yeah, you <laughs> might go to jail. If you're not keeping her happy, you might. You might end up in jail. jail. What is your fucking problem? Well, bro, that's my fucking problem. And you are a fucking spy. The, <laughs> the, saddest, the saddest thing about this film is George's inability to be with his daughter, Christina, mm -hmm. played by a very, very young Emma Roberts from American Horror Story fame. Another great show. Is she the one from Scream Queens? Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 She wasn't the nicest little kid in that Blow movie. She said, no. mean, she said some mean things at the end, didn't she? Yeah. 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 And, and speaking of the end, he is about to make one final deal. Yep. And Gets run away with his daughter, and what happens? Sold down the river by his man from back in the day. Man. Yeah. I was busted. Anyways, Dooley. Dooley. definitely Dooley. And we forgot about Tuna. Tuna was his good boy. You know, too. I. I Tuna from Remember the Titans. Yeah, exactly. Was, yeah. 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 He stayed, what? He stayed in Mexico, right? That yeah. was his. Yeah, Tuna yeah, made yeah. the right choice. When, uh, he made the right choice. 100%. When. His first wife got sick. Barbara was his first wife. That was what it was. Barbara. Yeah. So, the so that was sad. That's right. Yeah. Who, Who introduced him to... Derek. Derek Farrell. 
aka Pee Wee Herman. It all comes <laughs> together. Oh, I get I, like I said, I knew that I was going to love this movie when I saw Pee-wee come out of the, like, I think it was, like, a <laughs> He's so fantastic. He's like, oh, we, like, cheered out loud. We, yeah, I know. Like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we also, we did Pee-wee's Big Adventure earlier in this season. Yeah? So it's perfect. I need, I need to go back and listen to You'll what have to you listen guys to said it. about Pee-wee. <laughs> I love Pee-wee. Did you guys talk about like, the couch? Cherry? Yeah. No. <laughs> the couch. How he sits on her face? Yeah, he sits on her face. <laughs> We didn't bring that up because that episode, our guest was our cousin, oh, okay. and she is actually a Nickelodeon star. A t- she's on TV on Nickelodeon. What show? On I Am Frankie. It started in Hollywood and moved east in no time. Everyone was doing it. Arthur, what was your favorite part of this movie? Has to be the scene when he shows up to come back and get his weed in Mexico. When he tells Poppy on the farm... Hey man, I couldn't get them out of money. I promised you, so I brought you double. Just shows who George was. George was a good guy. As far as drug dealing goes, he was a stand up guy. Yeah, very stand up guy. That's why he kept getting. Which was his like, which is falling to my uh, his rise and fall was that he was Boston George was a good man. Yeah, he was the nicest guy. Funny enough, a girl I went to high I went to high school with actually just did a biop on him. Like, I mean, well, clearly Blow is a biop on him, but she's yeah. literally like touring the world with Boston George right now. Oh no, yeah, because he's still yeah. alive. We yeah, he's still mention, alive. We should mention that. Yeah, yeah. George. Yeah, damn. Um, that's so that's really interesting. Maybe if we pass this along to her, shout out to Georgette. You owe me one. <laughs> actually that that scene in particular caught my attention because uh when he comes back and the guy is saying give me 50 grand and he's like i brought you 70 grand i was like you're a bad negotiator yeah, like, why would you dub- why would you almost double or why would you like 50 percent more out of good faith man. yeah but out of good faith i mean he's just gonna come you can just keep Buying yeah. more weed. Yeah, but if you give him seventy the first time, It'd be like, here's fifty grand, and here's five grand just for you. Yeah, I would be like, that man. would. That's what I would. Not do. here's twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> we're all not. We're all not George Young. Man. I mean, he's a good guy. He's you know, some good things. That that part to be me stood out. Brendan, do you have a famous favorite part? Well, I think my favorite part of this movie was I feel like I learned a lot about cocaine. Like, a lot. Like, in the beginning, they show... I didn't know that it starts off as, like, this liquid form. This kind of creamy form that they dry out. Oh, yeah. They start off in plants. Yes. And then they, like... Process it. Process it, and then it's just paste. Also, one of the things that I liked that I took away from this movie was just how much scarier cocaine is than weed. Weed is the first, I don't know, 45 minutes of the movie, and they're, like, laughing, having fun, like, partying in Mexico... And then they get to cocaine, and everyone's drawing guns on each other. There's millions of dollars just, like, flying all over the place. Mm-hmm. The stakes go so high so fast right. when it comes to cocaine. You can well, make a solid living as a as he, as he told that judge, all he did was cross some imaginary lines with some yeah. plants, you know? But it ain't me, babe. <laughs> <laughs> it, ain't it, ain't it ain't me. Someone do what we need each and every door, but it ain't me, babe. Huh? No, 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 it ain't me, babe. It ain't me you're looking for, babe. Then cocaine's a different story. <laughs> cocaine was a different story. Then you have Colombian men drawing guns on you. Yeah, well, that's when he went to jail. And he met our <laughs> met our good friend, Diego. Yeah. Who told him, fuck, fuck Diego. Diego, fuck he told him, George, you had the wrong dream. <laughs> yeah. uh, I like I like that it was a lot of it took place in Miami. I thought that was cool. Wasn't he living in Liberty City? He was in... I think that's where their house is. It looks like it when was he got, shot When he in, got older, they lived in Liberty, Liberty City. City. Yeah. yeah. 
That's the plot of Blow. It's a it's a great film, and I'm I'm curious if there is. And you're saying that there's going to possibly be some more media coming out about George Young, which would be awesome. Um, I don't know gonna, if he was touring the world. He's touring maybe the world, but United States. That's world a, to me. That's but, absolutely um, cool. Yeah, like they do like an anniversary. Like I'm pretty oh, sure he's okay. like a folklore at this point. He's free. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you know that right immediately after Johnny Depp played George Young in Blow? He got cast as Jack Sparrow yeah. in Pirates of the Caribbean, which came out what, in 2002. <laughs> Disney was like, that's, and the, that's guy. the guy. That's history from there. <laughs> Franchise. And I'm sure he was so excited. Thank God for George Young. You know, once you get hired by Disney, all your skeletons go away. So that a boy. <laughs> <laughs> that a boy. We've come to the part in the podcast where we pitch a new movie. So we take the characters that are in this film. And we pick one that stands out but isn't the, the main player, and we create some a new film just for them. Right. What we like to do, especially when we have guests, is let our guests pick the character, we all, but we all still come up with a new pitch. Right. You told us ahead of time that your favorite character was Derek Farrell. Yes. And so we've come up with uh, unique pitches, different genres, and, uh, and different storylines. And we also want to hear yours. Okay. Okay. Right. So who wants to who wants to go first? Well, I have to say it has to be better than the fan fiction movie that Netflix made about this. Or they made like a series about their favorite character, Pablo Escobar. Oh, so yeah. it has to be better than Narcos. <laughs> better than Narcos. Better than Narcos. <laughs> Easily done. Okay, we're all going to pitch our films. I I will go first to okay. to demonstrate uh, that it's just a short just a short short pitch. Right. And if we select the next one, then we'll cast it and give it a title and we'll send it on to the movie producers. And I want to make it clear, I know that you were you came to do podcasting for the money. Right. But Definitely. and the women and the, and the women. women. <laughs> but mujeres aquí. <laughs> Shouts out to my Spanish lessons learned on Lincoln Road. Oh yeah, oh yeah, mommy. Even though you came here for the money, because we love art so much, we only take four million dollars because it started off as the four brothers, so okay. a million each. Right. You'll get a million dollars. We'll get a million dollars. Marshall, who is off skydiving right. in Indonesia, right. is usually on the show because he didn't quit the show like our other brother Landis. Okay. But Marshall will get seven hundred fifty thousand. Right. Landis will still, because he's a stakeholder, get two hundred fifty thousand. Landis, I'm getting your money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you could have had all this. You could have had all these million dollars, man. What are you thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking, man? Uh, we also have a clause that's for merchandise, so yeah, we get merchandise. Three percent of. Oh, and we get to be in the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, and we also get to be in the new movie. That well. one we're not paid for. That one's just for fun. We get a bit part in the movie. I'm liking this being Jewish thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. I'm shalom. Learning. I'm a shalom, man. Toda. It's all good, man. Toda. It's all good. <laughs> I realize you guys get everything out there. <laughs> Let me hit you with this potentially Academy Award winning. Drama by Pee Wee Herman with Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman directed by Pee Wee Herman. Directed Derek by. Derek real is a uh, is an interesting character in the early two thousands. He is a uh, he is a gay character right. in Manhattan Beach and in a time when when there were weren't so many outwardly gay characters in films yet. Even though this is early two thousands, I think that times no, are I, still changing. I think you're absolutely right. Anyways, we we want to want to focus on that. In the movie that I'm pitching, 
he has changed his life around. We see him at the end of the film at George's birthday. He's dressed up and he's apologizing to George for what, how things went. And he looks like he's kind of changed his life around a little bit. And the movie that I'm pitching is that he has become a lawyer. And it's a drama about him being the lawyer for gay men with AIDS that were wrongfully laid off of their job. So it's basically a Chicago, or sorry, it's basically, <laughs> it's basically <laughs> a Chicago the musical. <laughs> That's just what you're about to jump in. And that it will have. I was like, Chicago? <laughs> and that it will have Richard Gere. <laughs> it's like a Philadelphia style film where he's encountering these men that are on their diet, on their deathbed essentially, and just trying to get some repentance for the mistreatment that they've endured. The most important thing, though, is that when he becomes a lawyer and he's in the courtroom, he will be dressed in full Pee Wee Herman garb. Okay. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we don't want... Great we need suit, some comic relief. Subtle. Exactly. Okay. It'll be a Very subtle, subtle callback. And we know Pee-wee he's Herman. still in Pee Wee shape. Yeah, obviously. So no matter what, still he just did a new Pee Wee. Still in Pee Wee shape. I would still Any- cast him in this film. Okay, hundred percent. One last thing that I wanted to to let the audience know, and the reason that I was drawn to this film style in particular is because the director of Philadelphia, John Dem, is the uncle of Ted Dem, who directed Blow. So ah, connected, it's in the family. This is all a family theme. Here, yes, John. it's a family theme. Who will so, get to direct though? Well, Ted Dem unfortunately passed away at a celebrity basketball game. Oh, oh. they found a little bit of cocaine in his. Nah, system. Oh. there we go, Ted. Don't get high on your own supply, man. <laughs> Anyways, that's my that's my pitch. It's it's very it's serious, but so was Blow in some ways. But uh, who wants to go next? There we go. Alright, alright. I'll take it in a little bit more of a lighthearted direction. The last thing we know about Derek is that he made a plea deal and sold out George right. to the FBI. Mm-hmm. But this man was running cocaine, like pounds of cocaine, right. for years. For years. A plea deal is not going to get him out of jail time. Exactly. So my pitch is he goes to jail. In jail, he finds a niche for himself doing the hair of the inmates. He meets the love of his life, and together they open hair salons that employ and train ex-cons. So it's kind of like a fun, romantic, business partners, like, comedy. I like That's pretty good. <laughs> That's, That's really you. quite good. That's uh, interesting. Very that cool, is very fleshed out. Thank you. Nice, Brian. Nice. I thought about that one. Thank you. I thought it's about that at work. It's when uplifting. I should have been doing work. Doing work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we pan over to Brian thinking about a gay couple in jail. <laughs> doing hair. Doing Living out their lifelong dreams. <laughs> so, we start off with two prison inmates. <laughs> they love. They love each other. What is Pee Wee Herman? What Why don't you tell that? Why don't you tell that? <laughs> Tell you one thing, he's not sitting on that couch anymore. <laughs> Arthur, let's let's hear your pitch. So this is what we're really excited for. This is what my, we came here for. Well, I feel like it's a bit anticlimactic at this point after hearing the love story of the hairdressers. Because <laughs> it's definitely just barbershop three he just mentioned. <laughs> but um my thing why I love Derek Farrell in this is because I feel like he has the same plight that Boston George has. Mm-hmm. Like, 
he started off, he had to start off at Manhattan Beach somewhere, you know, because he was the man in Manhattan Beach. Like he said, I don't nickel and dime, Mm -hmm. you know, so he had, there was a rise and fall of Derek Burrell. He owned his own shop where all of the stewardess would come get their hair done. Everybody in Manhattan Beach loved him. So my thing is, my story would be Derek Burrell's life growing up. Being a gay man on Manhattan Beach, becoming one of the top hairstylists in his city, but also the biggest drug lord in the city. Mm. Because nobody knew who Boston George was, yeah. in a sense. Boston George would just drop 50 pounds, fifty kilos of cocaine off uh. to Derek, and it would disappear. So you're saying yeah, that that's it's, true. it's really Derek who has the persona Derek in... Is- the reason why they fucked over George is because Derek was the connect. Yeah. Right. Derek was the one moving all the weight. Without Johnny Depp honestly doesn't do anything. Doesn't for do this anything. Operation. He was he was the middleman to the middleman. Yeah. No, really though. So That's would it point. would it be would Derek end up being like a really hardcore drug dealer and that he has to discipline but his dealers like, and his he has to distance like he has to be an authoritative figure yeah in a sense yeah like yeah. what was his form of force mm-hmm. he was moving all of pablo escobar's cocaine yeah true a um, majority of it yeah that's pretty well, cool what i like about derek is that he's a nice guy but you can tell he's got a lot of this big dick energy yeah <laughs> i feel like that would come out a lot <laughs> Huh? Derek that movie. had big dick energy. <laughs> a quotable. <laughs> he was walking around with needless to say, big dick energy. I don't even tell you that. That could be the title so, of the movie. The title of the movie, Big Dick Energy. BDE, the Derek for real story. <laughs> this, is, this is great. And we have we have three very different genres of film. We have uh, like an intense sad drama. We have kind of a comedy coming of age tale, and we have a, a gangster style prequel. Ooh, to, very much. So this is a very difficult. I think American Gangsters meets maybe Blow. maybe a cousin could, could choose. the unknown character. Do you have a child? Yeah. Which one would you choose? I would choose the the third one, honestly. The only be, yes. only no, because I'm very curious as to how he became the became the drug dealer yeah, that, he, yeah. that he was. Like, I want to see his influence. Like, what is he doing? Boom. I think you're right. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I, I like. I think it is really, really good. And yeah. because it's a gangster movie, we can cast old, refined Ray Liotta again because we know yeah. that's his wheelhouse. Thank goodness. Okay, oh, this is it. This God, is what's going. Which Spanish boy did Derek? kidnapped like as his like thing because you know yeah boss, you know george took penelope he took, oh, so he took her so at which guy did derek there's another out? scene yeah, where derek yeah. is like hitting on derek is at the wedding <laughs> like, and he's yeah. hitting on another guy <laughs> and that's his new little playtime when they see me they just think a gringo yeah <laughs> but now one thing would change that <laughs> Colombian culo. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so, so this is this is we're it. moving with this. This is uh, That's this great. is good. Yeah. All right, we are going to move forward with our guest pitch with Arthur's pitch for a gangster yeah. prequel. Go, Arthur. Mom, I'm a winner. Remember that at Passover. <laughs> you are a winner. Remember that at Passover. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was sweating when I heard the prison inmate story. That was a good one. I I think we should okay. still talk about that eventually. One yeah. Day. Oh, thank. You. I yeah. appreciate. It. But the I big, mean, this can be a franchise. This can be a franchise. Jesus Christ, George! I don't see you in two years, and you show up at my fucking door with 110 pounds of blow. 
Okay, so we're going with essentially the the story of Derek Farrell, the the prequel leading up to his encounters with George Young. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to. You want to trace it all the way back to to his childhood, I right? Do. Why don't you explain to, to us and to the audience his upbringing? Derek Farrell. We have him growing up in Connecticut. And that's actually factual. That's actually factual. Derek Farrell, the character who Derek Farrell was based off of, uh, he actually did grow up in Connecticut. So we have him growing up in a small blue-collar town in Connecticut, raised by a single mother who will be played by Catherine Keener. Okay, that's good. Is... That's good casting. Whoa, you just pulled that out of that's nowhere. Pulled out of your ass, Catherine yeah. Keener. <laughs> How often do you think about Catherine Keener? How often do you think about casting films? Well, <laughs> that's, really that's good. good. You know, Get Out meant a lot to me. Okay, that's all right, it. that makes sense. Okay, so Kat, that's a good cat. The first casting. So Catherine Keener plays his mom, and what does his mom do to to raise this, this family? This mom is a single mother who is a hairstylist who does hair in her home. Okay, oh. so that's how now, Derek gets a, gets familiar with how to do hair and how to run a how salon. to do hair and being familiar with talking to women, how things operate in a salon, but also, mom's a bit of a hustler. Oh, okay. well, I like it. Mom runs her own little poker night. Really high stakes gambling. But the real tease is that the ladies that come in her salon, you know, the good looking ladies, they're present throughout that poker night. Which okay, attracts okay. the big money oh, guys. Oh, I see. I like that. Yeah. Which I attracts like the big money guys. I like that. It's not a brothel, but you know. Just things happen. Things happen. Things they're all hustlers. Hey, she's getting. That's what happens in these small she's towns. She's making good money. Let's well, say and that, that could cause like a lot of drama because like. If your husband's going to this lady's house to gamble and look at the attractive women in the neighborhood, exactly. fuck no. But she's also the best hairstylist, so... So in some ways, a lot of people in town, lo- they either love her or they hate her. Hate her. I like that. But what what compels Derek to eventually take up a mantle as a drug dealer or, or as a as like a leader himself? I mean, what, what brings him out to California? Growing up single mother home, she has a bit of money, but she doesn't have the traditional family. Mm-hmm. Which back in those days in America, you know, you don't have the traditional family. You're still looked down upon. Oh, yeah. But him having a sense of style, he's around a lot of older people all the time. So he's quick with his mouth. He's very, but he's not the biggest guy. So he's picked on. He grows up. But tragedy strikes. Okay. As they do in these movies. Very tragic moment with his mother. Mother is assaulted, assassinated in some way. And so somebody comes to like rob the establishment because she has a little more money. Because she has the money. And, and fights back know. because she's a brave woman. She's a brave woman. Oh, hell yeah. So we lose mom. Okay. Okay. So okay. young Derek, knowing the ins and outs of the business, he's helping out. He gathers his money. Gets out of Connecticut. Takes off to yeah. California. Well, I think we know a lot of how things go. Essentially, when he gets to California, he starts to establish, he establishes his hair salon. Right. He gets some connections, and he maybe starts. I think that the idea is that maybe he starts his own kind of gambling initiative out of his salon as well, because this is the life that he knows. Right. But then at some point, somebody comes in telling him he's small time and throws down like a, a bag of weed on his table. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, "You got some connects." 
why don't you sell this or are you uh, you know a fucking pansy boy are you a pussy? Right. well hold on i think it might be good to have it be a little bit more subtle where if he's doing like a gambling night in his back room mm-hmm. maybe someone who he knows to be like unemployed kind of a dirtbag comes in and is suddenly throwing around like hundred dollar chips like it's nothing right oh like, where I see. the hell was where's this coming from right. then he does have the thing where he comes in and like throws down a big bag of weed says like Oh, so this, he, is the, this is where the shit is at in California. So he right comes now. to the realization that gambling's all right, but they got Vegas just around the corner. You're really making more money if you're dealing drugs. Exactly. Love that. I like that. Okay. Yeah, that's that's really good. And I can see him being like paying attention during the poker nights, during those gambling nights. Like he's not involved directly, but he's like overseeing. So okay. to your point, like he's noticing, all right, these guys are throwing down all this money. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he gets into it money yeah. from people. And Where are they getting all this money from? So maybe those girls that he meets that are like working in his salon are yeah. like giving him oh. information on the guys that are there like this is such and such That's a he good. does such and oh, such oh damn I like this that and they know because they're like because gossip gossip and conversation yeah. That's huge part of the salon absolutely yeah. you know so oh, like man. well I can also see how it, what we've already established is he knows how people react to pretty wimp to beautiful women right as from his mom's establishment so he says I got a new business plan my dealers aren't going to be some scumbags on the corner they're going to be these beautiful girls Beautiful that are going women. around the the boardwalk in Manhattan Beach. The gift and the curse. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Helen of Troy type of things going on. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we see as sort of his uh, his his top girl? Like we had a couple later. ideas thrown out. Mm. I, I think that maybe it would be very fitting to bring back an older Emma Roberts at this point. Oh yeah, I think about that. That I would could be see really that. good. Because she was in the original film as a kid. I do feel like she could she could definitely be like a plug-in to like the stewardess vibe. Oh, yeah. Maybe she totally was a, like, a, 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 like a fired stewardess. Like she broke Ooh, some rules. Well, and like that's that. how Just she knows. Smoking in the, in the she bathroom. She definitely looks... <laughs> well, back then smoking was legal. But she looks okay. like somebody who was definitely fired. Okay. Yeah, okay. From, I can yeah. see from that. a job at some point. I was it's a, that same like hard stare that would make her yeah. as a number two kind of authoritarian. For sure. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My other my other thought was Natalie Emmanuel from Game of Thrones. You mentioned Game of Thrones at the beginning. Right. What do we think about that? I think you think Emma Roberts would be. I think Emma Roberts fits more of the the theme, like the Manhattan Beach, of the Manhattan Beach, nineteen seventies. Yeah. 80s. Okay. Yeah, but okay. there's no reason why Natalie Emmanuel can't also be like one of the. She's a fantastic no, actress. For sure, like, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but you're right. No, no, no. Right. She's definitely, and she's busy with Grey Worm at this point. That's true. <laughs> Let, let's get let's get right to a conflict and then follow it quickly by a, a resolution. So, so we know that he's kind of getting in too deep with uh, with Diego at some point after the, he's already cut out George and the Medellin and the Medellin cartel. So, so what do you think? What do you see as like a conflict for him? I see a big conflict for him with Diego. Diego wants more. Mm-hmm. He always yeah. wants more. So, so that connections that Derek has built up, that he has his network, he has his people that you know he has his distributions where he uh-huh. yeah. maybe one of those guys that he did meet in that poker game that helped him to evolve into this mega distribution person himself. Uh-huh. Like Diego ends up itching and itching his way in until he gets more yeah. and pushes uh, Derek out. Yeah, in we, a sense. So his conflict is that he's about to get he's about to get cut out, but also 
I made feel me like, sold out to Pablo. But also, I feel like a huge conflict should be that because he's serving so much weight on a grand scale, and yeah. it's in California, it's in Manhattan Beach, he has some like federal involvement some like, uh, police involvement so oh, he's yeah. getting cornered from two sides yeah so, uh, so he's got diego's cartel. diego and the medi and diego yeah. diego and the police are kind of cornering him in i see and giving him no option so he's got to he's got to make a decision here yeah and, and and brennan what do you think what would his decision end up being in your in your opinion in my opinion well one thing that i want to i want to stress about like in this movie about Derek's personality it seemed like in blow was that he was a nice guy, kind of like George, but he didn't take shit like George. Like, he wasn't going to fold under the pressure. Right. So I think he should be able to stand up, like, stand up straight to people like Diego. Yeah. People, like, talk comfortably with, like, Pablo right. Escobar at one point, maybe. Exactly. So um, whatever his decision ends up being should reflect that. Yeah. That he's not running. But I don't, I he's going like, to get his. Yeah, I agree with that. Because, like, I feel like one of George's biggest downfalls is that he came from such a family sense. Yes, definitely. Maybe so. And Derek don't, didn't have family sense. He yeah. just had his mother. And that yeah. was taken from him at a young age. So he's more of like a, this is for me. I feel like him being cornered in by Diego and also the police yeah. is a way where we can tie back in the story as well with that big Boston George party. Okay, in okay. In sense of like, because he clearly like informed, and we all know that he told on George. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yep. that party was the next time where he had an opportunity for all of the Medellin to be there, except for Diego. Yeah, of course. And he seemed to be getting arrested as well. But he can make it seem that oh, I was getting arrested here, but find a way to make the Medellin think that Diego is responsible for oh, us. So, so, so let me let me get this straight. So the the solution to this conflict, which is that he's being cornered. Between or he's getting pushed in by on two sides by the federal, like the DEA and the right. FBI, and also the Medellin cartel led right. by by Diego's influence right. mm-hmm. at this point. And he, what he decides to do is crash everything. Right. He snitches on the Medellin cartel. Yeah. But he makes it seem like he was also a victim because he's at that party too. Right. Yeah. And directs the blame back to Diego. Diego. Yeah. Because Diego clearly can't show up to Boston and George's party. Yeah. He's right, not right, allowed right, right. there. We can make it seem like Derek has been like, he's sold enough drugs to the right people mm-hmm. to where the feds are on his side. Yeah. Okay. That they don't want him. Interesting. They yeah. want the Medellin. Because like, oh, the war on drugs. Yeah. Right, All right. of that is going on. So it's like arresting this gay white guy from Connecticut on Manhattan Beach isn't going to seem right for the war on or drugs. Or Manhattan Beach. Yeah. yeah. That's or right. Manhattan. That's right. Yeah, I like so that. So let's give Good away point. all of these guys. Well, yeah. what I like about that in particular is, like, he's getting cornered on both sides. Right. He has to have a time where he realizes, like, the FBI, I can handle that. Right. If I go the other way, yeah. they're going to fucking kill me. Exactly. So he turns Escobar on... Diego. Diego who to es- get that out of his who, way. If we go back to Blow, Escobar didn't like Diego from the jump. That's a good That's point. Right. That's an excellent well, point. I can, I can see them realizing that, oh, fuck, Diego. They they think that Diego sold us out. Right. And they're heading, the, the Medellin are there to fuck him up, to yeah. kill him. Yeah. And you, you get into his house and he's already killed himself yeah. or he's hung himself or he's overdosed or some kind of shit. Exactly. So yeah. he gets his comeuppance, which I think back, we did not get. Back on blow. that beach house that he beat Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, back on and that now beach he house. gets his. 
obviously Derek ends up in jail, but I think that a good ending to this whole thing, right. because we, you know, we all love Derek, is that he gets out of jail in 1991, and he ends up going back to his salon right. in Manhattan Beach. That's what he wanted to end up back at. That's what he yeah. wanted to end yeah. up doing. Because Coke is too complicated, yeah. too much danger. And I'm just going to throw this potential scene out there. It's the back of, of, the, of the character that we know as Derek, kind right. of like... You can see him, his body language is satisfied to be back in Manhattan Beach. And as the camera comes back around, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> That's the, ori- the original Derek. Walks in. Yeah, because it can't be, it can't be. Full you know, gray suit. Yeah, he's hot. <laughs> he's he's oh, Herman. Sits down on Cherry's face. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Satisfied. If, I don't know if that's going to be the climactic ending to. No, but it's a satisfying to this ending. drug dealer tale. It's the ending that Derek deserves. <laughs> he deserves is. We but. have to. We have to cast some additional characters. We have Paul Rubens as the oldest Derek. Boom. Right. What about we have De- two other Dereks? We have a young Derek as a kid. Right. And we have a a uh, Derek for the the main character right. who's a young a young version of himself like as the well. Derek we see in blow from the Derek that we see in blow that age that we see in blow do we do we have any idea for a childhood Derek really like this little kid from it what's his name he's in stranger things too uh finn what's his last name wolfhard finn wolfhard that's a good one. That's a good. That's a really good cast. He, he could be, play in a prequel to like Pee Wee. He would he be exactly a, like he, him. Yeah, he does look a little bit like Pee Wee. Not gonna lie, Finn. I feel like he is a good comic relief because I see a young Derek being not the strongest kid or not like the bravest kid, but being yeah. very witty, okay. yeah. being somebody who was stylish in a way, who was taking in all of this adult knowledge at a young age mm. and yeah. being very smart about it. Yeah. He, um, I have a, a great choice for that. I have a suggestion for the main character, Derek, that we see through the majority of the film. Okay. I'm thinking okay. Nicholas Holt. And okay. he was in Mad Max All right. as the, what, what do they call him? The, the War Boys. The War Boys. War yeah. Boys. Yeah. He was dying yeah. at the Valhalla. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I see him, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at pictures yeah. of him, and I see him he playing that character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I can totally see, it's hard to see, like, in the picture you pulled up, just because he's going to have, like, long hair. Right, right. Yeah. But it, once, if I, like, imagine that, it's perfect. The last person I think that we should cast is maybe a young Diego. Because that's going to be basically his main adversary throughout the film, okay. is this young young Diego who do you guys see? Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Oh, well, then. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> wow, ready. Jeff Goldblum Cuba can be Hans Goldblum. What do you think? What a real a real casting. I would. I'll leave this to you guys. What if? What, what, I painted the picture. Okay. I feel like. Now you want the finishing touches. I want the finishing touches. What if a young Diego was played by a present-day bit party favorite, Diego Luna? Mm. Thoughts, feelings, opinions from the star, the newer Star Wars franchise, from the Rogue and and our Christmas movie. I can see that. I think we've only seen him composed. Nailed this. If we saw him like tweaking, that would be an interesting. We definitely need him tweaking because well, he's more plotting because Diego in the original film. Mm As much shit as we give Diego, he's kind of like the Ram- conniving. He's kind of like the Ramsey. That's true of the movie. 
That's a really good point. He's Game like, of Thrones, Pete. He knows how to get his. Yeah, he knows how to get his. Diego Luna could sell that. We need to I'm name the film, and I'm just going to throw out... For real, for real. For real? For real. Yes. Yes. For real, for real. I have a good theme song. It's going to be great. I got that. For real, for real. I, um, I don't know. I think Manhattan Beach or Disco. Booger Sugar. Nose Booger candy. Sugar. Nose Candy. Oh, uh, nose candy! I kind of like uh, actually. Life nose, nose candy. candy. I, nose candy, I think, is maybe a winner. Are we moving away from nose? I think it's nose. I think it's nose candy. The Derek for real story. Yo, nose candy is good. Nose, nose candy. candy. That's a good one. I can already nose see candy. the poster and everything. Yeah, nose candy, just like a powdered white line across it. Yeah, a right. dark a that dark. turns into yeah, candy. Yeah, 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 it turns into, into like like a crushed. Kid. I like that a lot. Because <laughs> he was very like eccentric. For real, for real. Nose for candy, real, real. <laughs> the Derek for real story. The real for real story. Okay, that's awesome. We did a great job on this four million dollar pitch. We're all gonna get head. a million it's such dollars a good here. Movie. This a million is dollars this is. Each. I don't know if you've ever held a million dollars in your hand. Never. But we are now gonna ask you to spend it in one moment. Imagine holding it in your hand and then lighting it on fire in one moment. I will. Sh- I will go first to show you how frivolous your spending should be. Okay. I'm going to... (laughs) I was looking up ways that you can spend a million dollars in one day. Right. And a personal submarine, submersible, is one of the best ways to spend a million dollars. I will get one of the the top-of-the-line submarines, personal submarines that you can buy, and I'll also buy a harbor here in Miami. Right. And I will bring Coke from Columbia (laughs) underneath Miami... Rather than in the sky, the way that they did in the movie. Got him. Checkmate. They're not looking up below the water. They're not. They're, They're barely looking at all. They're not looking at all. <laughs> in this high, no. You're good. Be very good. So I'm going to buy a submarine, and I'm going to buy a little area on the water that I can park my submarine. And that's how, that is how I'm going to spend my million dollars. That's how you can spend your million dollars. I like Personal it. Mil- submarine. I like it. That Brent- is the SS Jared. We'll be bringing <laughs> Jared. in cocaine. Through the harbor. I didn't, I didn't say that for my job, <laughs> but but you're gonna feel real dumb when you get off of your submarine and you see someone like walk up a cruise ship <laughs> just carrying that. cocaine. Yeah, I'm like, I went through all that. I spent a million dollars to smuggle this cocaine, and you, you can just walk so in good. with it. Okay, that's good. All right, cool. This is my carry-on. Got off this flight <laughs> with a pound of it. You put it under wow. the seat in front of him. Wow. This is fine. Wow. Brendan, how are you going to spend your million? One more example, and Arthur's going to... I'm going to make like Diego with your pitch, and just cut out the middleman, and spend the million in the only appropriate way for this movie, and just buy cocaine. Obviously. A million dollars. We're just going to buy No, 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 not a million dollars of cocaine, though, because you have to have a way to serve it to your friends. Thank you, that's an excellent point. One of the best parts of this movie is when... Uh, George is trying to go clean, but at his birthday party, Penelope Cruz just walks out with this giant bowl full of cocaine. So, I would love to get just a decorative bowl. Diamond encrusted, maybe. A diamond encrusted bowl and a nice flat surface. Serving tray, perhaps. Something like that. And a ton of cocaine. (laughs) And bring it out for literally no reason. (laughs) Just for During our next bit party. (laughs) Our next themed bit party. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's trying to like turn up because I have this diamond encrusted bowl of cocaine that's it, overflowing. Coming in with Penelope Cruz. You can actually add a bit of the budget and just have Penelope Cruz bring it bring out. Bring it out. Arthur, what <laughs> will you spend your with million these two dollars prime on? Examples. My million dollars. I'm very much in a festive mood right now. Ooh. So I would hold a brunch. It would be the blow brunch. You show up. <laughs> yeah. And let's see. I'll give. I'll bring 100 guests. Okay. I've done the math. Okay. $10,000 each Yeah, is $5,000 worth of cocaine is on your table. Okay. Ooh. And you get a $2,500 tab for your brunch. Oh, You're on okay. your own. Okay. The bottom of the mimosas are on your own. Hold on. A tab? What restaurant are we at that is allowing... Oh, it's going to be like a, a bar crawl. We're going to a multiple... <laughs> Well, so the, well, then the, the, the cocaine will have to come in sort of like oh, a little packet that you carry. Like a you backpack. Yeah, a backpack. With like a straw coming out, they just like... Yeah, you get to... You, you're, doing, you're doing little bumps throughout it's the like day. like a camel bag. It's cocaine. It's really premium stuff, man. It's just Pablo's own. It's Brilliant. Like, you know? So, and this that, is the best bar crawl tab, of all time. And you get to keep... The fastest. The other 2500 Fastest. <laughs> the fastest bar crawl ever. That's what's going. You get your own secret stash. You keep five grand. Twenty five grand is in cocaine, and the other twenty. I mean twenty five hundred, and the other twenty five hundred you can keep. You just that's like put it like those are party that's favors. Beautiful. It's a party favor. Yeah. That's so nice. That's so generous. That's it's a blow generous. bar crawl. That's beautiful. A wow. blow brunch bar crawl. Everywhere blow we go. Wow. Mimosas and cocaine. And. That might that should have been the name of the film. <laughs> Mimosas and cocaine. Mimosas and cocaine. Back. <laughs> this has been a fantastic bit party. It's been a delight. I cannot wait for this film to come out. I cannot wait to get our million dollars. I can't wait either. I promise I'll spend it more responsibly. Mom. No, please don't. <laughs> no, that's not allowed. That's for mom. Oh, for mom. oh. oh that's yeah, yeah. That's for mom. All right, Bren. Go ahead. Sign us out. All right. Thank you all for listening. For Bit Party and the Cotta Brothers, I'm Brendan Cotta. I'm Jared Cotta. I'm Arthur Cotta. And make sure you keep a lookout. 2019 summer. Nose candy. We're calling our shots. <laughs> Coming to a theater near you. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at BitPartyPod. If you'd like to send us an email, we're BitPartyPod at gmail.com. This episode was produced by the very talented T. Coop. You can check out his music on Spotify now. Just search T. Coop. That's T-C-O-O-P. In the next episode, we venture into the haunted sewers of Derry. Until then... We'll